Welcome to this Grandma's Life podcast. I'm your host, Thesea Ellis. Get ready to laugh, learn, and grow with me as we explore growing old in an ever-changing world. Today is October 25, 2023, and is episode 49, Self-Reflection. It's hard to believe that my next ep- ep- episode is going to be 50. Oh, well. All right, Farm Happenings. Um, okay. I don't even remember if I've told you some of this. I've, uh, I, uh, had started some chicks in an incubator and had to, to abandon them to go to Florida, uh, earlier this year, or I think it was in August. And, uh, so I started a batch of, of chicks at that time. And I think I had only like 15 come out of that batch. And that, if you consider that half of them were going to be little cockerels, then, uh, that's, that's going to be only half of what I needed to expand my flock. So I did another batch. And at this time, no, there was 11 in the first one and there's 15 in the second batch. And so there's like a 28 day difference in, in the chicks. And I put the first batch of chicks out into the uh, John Suskovich style chicken tractor in, also inside of the electric fencing area uh, where I keep all my adult chicks, or chick, adult birds, which are chickens and ducks. And uh that has worked it worked pretty good and but now it was time to figure out what to do because earlier this year through a storm my brooder shed blew down so then i had these little chicks 15 of them that were really making a mess of a small brooder they were just but they were beginning to be feathered out it was just it was kind of stressful because you're going okay it's going to rain here in two or three days and there was several days of cold weather, but it warmed up pretty nicely. And, and uh, overnight, it didn't get that low. So I didn't turn the heat lamp on them and stuff. And so I monitored them for several days. And then I finally added them to my uh, chicken tractor with the older chicks. And it has actually gone pretty good. I have had no losses. I went out there one time, and I guess there was a little gap underneath the edge of the, of the chicken tractor. And that little chick not only slipped out underneath that edge, but it also slipped out of the electric net fencing and we're just wandering around out in the property out there i thought oh no but i counted all the chicks and everybody was accounted for so and didn't have any losses at all and i was really grateful for that um as you know also i've uh, had some been my kenzie and i both have been going to uh for physical therapy she quit her physical therapy um a couple weeks ago and uh just yesterday she got i think it was yesterday uh, she got cleared from her doctor. Uh, there's still a little bit of inflammation in her, in the tendon in her knee, but basically she's good to go. I, on the other hand, have not been doing so good. I, the, I, the physical therapy was, of course, anybody who's ever been through physical therapy know that it's very uncomfortable and you, uh, you just don't know, but, and I don't know, it's, it's uncomfortable, but you know it's going to be helping and stuff. And my right foot did pretty much uh, respond to the physical therapy. And my left foot did for all, for a while. Then all of a sudden it started going backward again. And six weeks ago or whenever it was, the, the orthopedic doctor did want to do an MRI. And I'm going, oh, I don't want to do an MRI. But he thinks there's more damage in there. Well, guess what? And I'm now going to be scheduled for an MRI on my left foot. The only thing, the options of what to do with this are not exactly what I want to do either. So... Well, I'm 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 not exactly sure. I'm gonna I'm going to acquiesce and get the MRI, but I think I'm gonna find ways of getting this this foot healed without a whole bunch of in, intervention if I can. That's the goal. Oh, uh, it's raining again. We we've had we went two or three weeks without rain at all, and so uh, I think 
we've got seven days in a row where we're supposed to get a little bit of rain and that's fine with me today's day two and uh, this is day two that i was going to go out and do some work outside and and i did but it started then all of a sudden it started raining hard and it's like okay i'm done for a while i am back to work on my bathroom oh my gosh not not enough though this is making me crazy i keep trying to set aside time to actually get something done around here and i can't seem to get it done it's kind of, and it is making me just a little bit crazy but I guess I'll I'll get there when I get there. Uh, I really want my bathroom back, though. It's crazy. It, what I'm saying is crazy. I think I, I started it when it was still cold. Probably last winter. I don't remember when I started on it. And I only thing I've managed to get done is get a lot of stuff torn out. I did get some stuff flooring back in, but I haven't got a lot to put back in. And that's, and that's unacceptable, honestly. Um, I don't know. Also, early... Several months ago, I've got I've got another little granddaughter. I've got three grandchildren. I've got a grandson who is 21. I've got and her old her younger brother sister is Kenzie, whom I've had since she was 11. And then my youngest son has a a, a little granddaughter. And she's going to be two here in three weeks, about three weeks. Golly, she's a pretty little girl. But I made her a baby blanket when she was born, and uh, her mother asked for a twin size. Uh, bedspread and i said sure i can do that and so all last year during football season i was uh doing the working on crocheting this baby blanket for her and when i was almost done and that's on one of my earlier podcasts when i was almost done with it uh she i i'm serious i was just inches away from even having the edge done and i noticed that there were holes in it and a mouse had gotten into into my crocheting and and had chewed all holes in it. so i just started over so I did finish get get it finished the other day, got it washed to make sure it wasn't going to fall apart, and I got it delivered. So I feel much better about that. I'm really grateful for that. I just got back from the Self-Reliance Festival last week. I really like going to the Self-Reliance Festival. It's it's so refreshing to be around doers and people who want not only are they doers themselves, but they're encouraging you to do. Uh, there's just a lot of encouragement, a lot of a lot of activity, a lot going on, and and I am an action person, and it's, that's why it really does bother me when I can't get stuff done, because uh, I really want to have stuff done, and I'm not getting it done by myself. So every once in a while, I just need a little dose of being surrounded by people who can get things done, and it gives me encouragement, I have to admit. So I, I really like going to Self-Reliance Festival. I was tired when I got home. It took me several days to recover. There are, time, there are times when you go, hmm. Not as young as you used to be, but you know what? I ain't dead yet, so I'm going to get back at it. I will say that my dad started having some pretty significant health problems the week before, uh, a few days before I left to go to the Self-Reliance Festival. Uh, I live in Oklahoma. Self-Reliance Festival is in Tennessee, and my mom and dad and my brother live in uh, Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida area, and uh my mom called me and told me that dad was having seizures. This is bad. And we're on the way to the hospital. And so when I talked to my brother, who is a very matter of fact type person. So whatever he says, you, you can pretty much take it. to He's, he's not going to exaggerate. He has a tendency to downplay things. So I have to try to learn to read between the lines on him on that kind of stuff. But he did. He called me. He told me that because of dad's age and health history and stuff like that, he was only going to be given a 50% chance to survive a procedure he needed to stop these he, he had a 
two blood vessels that were leaking into his, his uh, into a part of his brain and causing the the seizures, and they needed to clear up. Uh, they were going through going to go through an artery in his arm and go up through there and, and block these vessels. And uh, he had an only 50% chance of surviving. So when I packed to go this, to the Self-Reliance Festival, I also packed for an extra few days and a funeral dress, uh, thinking things are really bad. I'm going to have to drive on to Florida and uh, help get ready for a funeral. Well, on my way, I was on my way to Tennessee and my brother sent me a, and my sister a text that says the procedure went well and dad's on his way home. I'm going, what? I mean, I'm glad don't get me wrong, but when you are, when you are trying to get your brain wrapped around the fact that your 81 year old dad, it, uh, has only a 50% chance of surviving whatever, um, uh, procedure he was going to be having. You kind of, you kind of, you, you do, you, you you go your brain goes down that path and when all of a sudden he's doing great he's going home you go what okay so i'm happy i was just confused but i'm glad he's better he is better uh he is still declining i i'm not gonna lie i won't i won't be surprised uh at any time whenever we find out that he's he's gonna be passing but he is truly truly the most stubborn man that i know and in fact, every time he has beaten death, which has been many times, he says, well, I won that time. I'm too stubborn to die. Just too stubborn to die. I'm thinking, yeah, I guess so. You are. You're too stubborn to die. But one of these days, we all die, guys. <laughs> you know? All right. Back on the farm, I had, uh, I tried to get do updates on my social media each day. You know, like, I don't know if you follow me on Facebook as uh, Thesea Dayhoff Ellis. Dayhoff was my maiden name. And uh, I put my three things that I got from Nicole Sauce and I actually post what my three things are and I try to post what we're going to have for dinner and stuff. And uh, so I was looking on that and I had seen a post where a friend of mine was selling a rabbit in a cage for a really good deal. And I thought, you know what? I've been trying to get into meat rabbits for a while. Now's the time. And I loaded up and uh, drove the pickup over to, and it was good to visit with her. I hadn't seen her in a long time. Uh, her mother and I used to be really good friends and now this, and I knew her when she was a teenager. Now she's grown and got three little boys. And I don't know, there ain't very many years between these boys, but you know how boys are. I enjoyed it. I really had a good time. But while I'm sitting there trying to learn how to take care of a rabbit, the boys are telling me about uh, when the car broke down and, oh, here's the rocks. I got home and I'm thinking, what are these rocks in my pocket? And I thought, oh yeah, one of the boys gave me some rocks and, you know, but it was, it was, they were, they are, they were very cute. I really enjoyed being around them and they had, a, they were high energy and I just really had a good time. But now I have a gray rabbit and, and I'm going to tell you, like I tell everybody on my YouTube channel, I have no name because I asked, I asked this girl, I said, so would you name him? And it's a buck and it's a beautiful gray. I don't, I, I don't even remember what the breed is of this rabbit, but it's a beautiful gray buck. And she goes, I never. I never met, met, uh, named it. And I'm going, okay. So I'm trying to figure out names for my new rabbit because I am planning on keeping him. <laughs> and how lame I am is the only best I could come up with was gray or buck. <laughs> so if you got ideas for naming a rabbit, put them in the comments and let me know. Cause I sure, apparently I need the help. 
All right. Speaking of my three things, uh, I was supposed to this morning redo my rabbit setup. I set up a, I set up a system. I had a plan to uh, take the top off of a table and use it for, you know, a, a bracket or, or setting to put this cage on. And it wasn't working out the way the table was the two tables that I looked into were designed. It wasn't going to work out. So right now it's just sitting on the cage. And what I've been wanting to do for the last couple of days, but I keep getting rained out is I, I remembered I have cinder blocks. I've got cinder blocks. I can uh, uh, stack up and uh, set it up where the cage can sit on that. And the reason I want, I don't, I didn't, the t even though there's a table is a good deal, it's a solid thing. And I want, the rabbit poop to fall through so I can harvest it underneath and use it for fertilizer. So whenever I can finally get back out there again, I'm going to try to get a, a pretty good cinder block set up. And I even think I have a, might have an idea on how to capture the poop that I think it'll work. And, but that's, that's on down the road. But so that was number one of my three things. And obviously I'm not going to get that done. Number two is eggs to customers. Today is a day I deliver several dozen eggs of customers two customers and i haven't done that yet but the eggs are prepared and number three is record and post this podcast and so i'm obviously getting recorded we'll just have to see if it gets posted today um what i'm reading we're still on the happiness advantage by sean acor that was written in 2010 and we're on principle number three the tetris effect training your brain to capitalize on possibility so page 97 98 is the only thing i had marked for for this time yeah you can see all right when our brains constantly scan for and focus on the positive we profit from three of the most important tools available to us happiness gratitude and optimism what i am learning is even though i'm trying to set this up where you can't see it I, my lighting is not right. And then when I try to get in here, I can't read it. Okay. The role happiness plays should be obvious. The more you pick up on the positive around you, the better you'll feel. And we've already seen the advantages to performance that brings. That brings. The second mechanism at work here is gratitude. Because there's more opportunities for positivity we see, the more grateful we become. Countless other studies have shown that consistently grateful people are more energetic, emotionally intelligent, forgiving, and less likely to be depressed, anxious, or lonely. The third driver of the positive Tetris effect is optimism. This instinctively makes sense. The more your brain picks up on the positive, the more you'll expect this trend to continue, and so the more optimistic you'll be. And optimism, it turns out, is a tremendous, powerful Tremendously powerful predictor of work performance. I'm going to try an experiment here. Oh, yeah. As we saw briefly in the last chapter, expecting positive outcomes actually makes them more likely to arise. Few people have proven this more cleverly than researcher Richard Wiseman, who set out to discover why some of us seem to be consistently lucky while others can't buy a break. As you might have guessed, it turned out that there's no such thing as a scientific sense in a scientific sense, as luck. The only difference, and this is a big one, is whether or not people think that they are lucky. In essence, whether they expect good or bad things to happen to them. And that's all I got for that one, but I did learn from this experiment that this may help. I'm getting a flashlight on my subject so I could, it's amazing how much better you can read when you can see what you're reading. 
So it would. Uh, the Tetris effect. Uh, um, actually, what I had gotten from it, even though that what what I had read was actually pretty pretty interesting. It, uh, one of the things that stuck with me is they were saying that they had people who were playing Tetris and they played it for a certain number of hours a day. And they actually, when they were going through their day afterwards, particularly if they lived in a city, their 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 brains actually would try to rearrange buildings and see if they could actually come together into uh to the tetris type thing for like that video game but this tetris effect that also comes over into if you feel happy if you think of yourself as happy if you think yourself as lucky you are more likely to be what i'm listening to I'm okay. There's two different things. I'm almost done with my second listening to of uh, Atlas Shrugged, and I'm really glad I did that. And I actually bought the hardcover, but it's going to be several months before I read the 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 paper. And I said hardcover. I meant paperback, the actual uh, with paper in it. And, but now I'm also listening to Dune by Frank Herbert, so that's pretty cool. Um, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and you'll find that's what I'm going to talk about here on on uh, <clears throat> on this particular podcast, but. I also am trying to train myself to listen to books too. Good for me, novels, whatever, you know. And so, I mean, like Atlas Shrugged was a, was a book I had heard several people say that, that people needed to hear or read or whatever. And I decided to do it. And I really am glad I did it now. And for and I guess I heard somewhere else that somebody mentioned Dune. And I, I read the Dune series as a teenager, but I'm 61. I don't remember anything about it. So... It's kind of cool to listen to it again. All right. The quote of the day. And actually, I have two quotes of the day. So I did not do any research on the authors of it. And uh, so the first quote of the day is self-examination is the key to insight, which is the key to wisdom. And that's by M. Scott Peck. Let me say that one again. Self-examination is the key to insight, which is the key to wisdom. And the next one is from Socrates, an unexamined life is not worth living an unexamined life is not worth living and these are quotes i stole from it's a good life podcast with uh, brian buffini and i thought you know what this is actually this is all kind of tying together on some of the things that i've been mulling over in my head for a while that i do like introspection a lot of times and so when he did those quotes i wrote them down and i, I thought okay this is what i need to this is something that I need to start working on. The scripture of the day is may these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And this is Psalm 119, one, uh, excuse me, Psalm 1914. So this is an also another one about meditation, introspection and all that other stuff. So this leads into my main subject. Uh, I am a podcast fanatic. I listen to Tim Cast, The Corbett Report, and Morning Wire for the latest news. I listen to The Bible Project and Bleeding Daylight for scriptural and spiritual information. It's a good life, artificial intelligence, uh, all it takes is a goal, and Podcast Growth University helped me learn about business building and entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Jack Spirico of The Survival Podcast. It's considered the godfather of the type of podcast I started listening to several years ago, and I have since added many podcasts to my ever-growing list from these, uh, those who have started their own podcast because of him, okay? So this includes Living Free in Tennessee with Nicole Sauce, 
Finding the Next Level with Ken Ash, um, The Lots Project with Brian Alexevich, and Workshop Radio with Toolman Tim Cook. And so these are all people that I have found through the Jack Spearco and, and uh, well, and Nicole Sauce. Okay, so Nicole Sauce, I found her through Jack Spearco. Some of these I have found through Jack Spearco, but others I found through Nicole Sauce, who came from Jack Spearco, too. So, so I guess that's why we call him the godfather of podcasting, a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Um, I love to learn. And that I think that shows in these particular in, in my podcast uh, when I do the research on who my, the authors are of, of quotes and and the scriptures that I'm looking up and what it was the basis of them and and uh, just everything I just love to learn and listening to podcasts while working around the farm or in the kitchen or whatever is an excellent way to learn and still be accomplishing something instead of just sitting down and reading. And of course I do that too. You got to know I've got stacks of books over there that I read every night. And so, but I like to be learning while I'm doing stuff too. And uh, Amy Dingman is another podcaster I listen to. Uh, and her podcast is a farmish kind of life. Um, and she is also who I think I learned from her through Nicole Sauce and not necessarily through uh, Amy Dingman, but she's also on the, uh, she deals with Jack Spearco too, but Amy Dingman is different and I love listening to her. Okay. And she writes too. She's an author. She has uh, several nonfiction books that she's written. In fact, she's got another one that just came out and, uh, so she she does nonfiction, but I really love her fiction work. She's written two of them, and or she that I know of, and I've and I've read them, and she and that's under the pen name Shay Ray Stevens. And her character development is so deep, and I just really am in awe about how she can get into the head of her characters and and portray them and put them on paper. Um, the, the same ability to develop these characters spills over into your podcast, too, okay? Not as a character, but the ability to go deep into thought processes behind an event or current or a current decision she's facing. And she's been going through some stuff. She raised some kids. She raised two boys. And she's she's openly shared this roller coaster ride. Uh, she tr I'm trying to find herself, you know. Uh, after she had homeschooled her boys, she's been a homeschooling mom. For several years, well, now they're they're uh, raised, and she was trying to figure out what to do about. It. She went in up getting a job, and then she decided she wanted to do half time, I think, and then then she went back to full time. And I think she now she has just recently decided that uh, she's not going to work outside the home at all anymore. And part of me feels bad for because I think she feels like she needs to apologize for saying, "Okay, this is the route I'm taking," and then she comes back a few weeks later and going, "Ah." No, that's not the route I'm taking. And anybody who has been through life at all knows that's just how life goes. That's just what happens. Um, <clears throat> the difference, though, too, is she thinks about it. And she gets deep in these thoughts. And I don't. Uh, she thinks about what she's learning in each situation. And I grit my teeth. And I'm determined to grind my way through it often learning nothing at all and having to learn the same lessons over and over again, wondering why I can't move forward in life. 
And so I really appreciate having her in my ear just teaching me how to do that. And I'm glad she's back to podcasting. I really am. I need her in my ear occasionally. I'm learning introspection by listening to her many words of wisdom. I'm learning to stop and think about what needs to be done and not just plowing determinedly through life. I'm learning. And I want to thank you, Amy. I appreciate you. And I guess of somewhere down the road, I hope that I can get this information to you, let you know how much I appreciate you. All right. That, that is my main subject. I am learning. I want to learn. And I want to get ahead, move forward. That's been my goal all along was moving forward. And instead of just continuing to plow through and grit my teeth and, and, and stuff, and pound my head on the wall and continue I mean, there's, there could have been a door nearby and I didn't see it because I was too busy trying to get through. So uh, that, that, is, that is my main subject of the day. My story of the day uh, focuses around this rabbit that I bought. We've got a lot of rabbits that run right here on the property. And every once, every once well, it's been several years since Tom has done it. Uh, during the wintertime, he'll go out and shoot some rabbits and we'll have them for dinner sometime. But uh, I want this rabbit. I want, the, I want to get more, some females, obviously, and get these rabbits so that I can not only put me in the freezer, but I want to start trying to tr uh, tr uh, transfer my dogs into a more rabbit diet. But they still try to chase the wild rabbits around here. Okay, let me rephrase that. Candy chases the rabbits. Beethoven just kind of toodles along behind and goes, okay, <laughs> when you catch it, I'll help, you know. But so I was a little concerned with bringing this rabbit here. Cause it's in a cage is you know open they can see each other and i've actually got it a height the cage is right about hip height or something like that right now so obviously my big dogs can get right up to it and so i was concerned that the cage were going to be knocked over and i was going to have dogs that's trying to get to this rabbit but actually it's been just really almost sweet my dogs will uh, stick their nose up to the cage and the rabbit sticks his nose up to the cage and they touch noses several times a day and they seem to be at peace with each other. And I'm glad for that. Um, so, yeah, that's my story of the day. And my question of the day is, do you grit your teeth and keep banging your head on the brick wall when there's a door nearby that you could have gone through? Or do you step back and assess your situation on occasion and decide what's the best route to take? I hope that you are, you're doing the assessing thing and not being a hard-headed bonehead that I am. All right. My income producing activity of the day today is, okay, yes, I did go to the Self-Reliance Festival, but they still have digital passes. Everything, all the speakers um, that, um, that they had there, and there were some great ones. In fact, if you look at my uh, most uh, recent video, uh, I, I did mainly the vendors that were there because it was a lot of vendors, but I also showed Joel Salatin where he was speaking briefly and Brian Alexovich and I can't remember. Oh, and I was showing a little bit of the, of a, a round table where there was uh Toolman Tim and um, Jack Spirico and, and three or four others that were doing a round table discussion and stuff, but you can go follow the link below on for the self-reliance festival and you can buy the digital tickets and you can get these talks that all of them did. And I promise you every one of them were excellent. Um, every year they continue to up their game on on the people that they have speaking there. And I'm just really proud of them. So check that out. See if you can get you a digital, digital pass for the Self-Reliance Festival that just happened. And uh, that will be really cool. I would appreciate 
if you would start telling other people about this podcast, remind them that this is an old lady trying to learn how to do stuff. Um, give me a five-star review and uh, uh, pass the word so that other people can learn that I'm actually putting something else out here. I'd like to be discovered I would like uh, on my YouTube channel, Grandma's Homestead. Um, go there to YouTube and, and uh, like and subscribe to the videos that I have there too. I have broken 500 subscribers already. I would really like to break a thousand and continue to grow from there. But uh, the work I'm doing, I'd really like to start seeing some monetary value to the work I'm doing. And I need your help with that. And I certainly appreciate it. So I can be found at uh, my website is grandmashomestead.farm. Um, and I do have the Grandma's Homestead YouTube channel, a Farm Animal Life YouTube channel. Instagram is Thesia Ellis, TikTok, Thesia Ellis. I'm on Facebook as Thesia V. Dayhoff Ellis. And that's where I've been posting uh, uh, things like with my three things and stuff. And on uh, Twitter, uh, see, I think it's Twitter and uh, X and Instagram. I post each day. Um, either a scripture or a quote. So check me out on all of them. That's all I got today. And don't bang your head on the wall anymore like I have a tendency to do. God bless, guys. I'll see you next time.